Good people. Peace. How y'all feeling? How you feeling? Feeling right. Feeling good. Feeling wrong. Okay. Okay. She's <laughs> she feeling extra high. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And Kamali. And Kam- Kamali. She's definitely here this episode. Yep. And she- you, the listeners, <laughs> on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. I just love Kamali. She tricked me. Okay, I just want you all to know that I worked so hard to get her down for a nap. And I thought she was going to nap for an hour mm-hmm. and 30 minutes. Uh-huh. She gave us 33. Okay, so you <laughs> thought you had an hour and 30 minutes. She gave you 33, huh? Yeah, so she's here. She's present. Well, that goes perfect with today's whole conversation. It it's, does. I tell you what, I'm really trying to get Kamali to understand what it means to be a member of this family and a team player. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she give me a. She's kind of like, listen, I'm running the place, bruh. And I'm thinking, like, you ain't even really kind of like you rookie. Yeah, you don't even know how we really be doing it. You a rookie. You just got here. And here you come, calling all the plays. Right, looking at me with the raised eyebrows right now, <laughs> with the Gariga eyebrows. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna open this conversation up with an affirmation, like we always do. For sure. If you turn to page twelve. You will find an affirmation that reads, I am one with Mother Earth, and in this land, love is the greatest passport. Ooh, okay. Now, our travels didn't require a passport per se. But it required a whole lot of love. (laughs) And we had love Mm -hmm. together in the travel. Mm -hmm. And Kamali got a lot of love on the first flight, right? They complimented her. Yeah. Uh, They said she was a great passenger. They did. And then they got a glimpse when she pull that blanket back and they saw her face because i had her covered up first things first it is mid post pan pandemic because i don't know which one we in i don't know which lying, one we in. but man. so i had her covered up real good but she threw the blanket off and they got a peek at her and they was like she's so cute <laughs> and i'm like thank you and i'm just making sure i'm hoping nobody reached their hand like I don't know. don't touch don't do that man um, and I kept trying to keep that blanket over her and it, she was not having it. That right arm kept lifting up and knocking the blanket off. Before we even talk about traveling itself, I want to talk about the lead up to travel. Okay. It first began with Felicia expressing to me that perhaps her and Kamali don't need to go. <sighs> yeah. Because it requires a lot of packing and essentially Kamali is most comfortable in the home. Mm-hmm. Her needs are met here. We know how to meet her needs here. So the attempt to meet her needs on the road through airplane, through hotel accommodations was a bit challenging to Felicia. And to that extent, you know, I had no rebuttal other than I'd help you with every piece of it. <laughs> but if your instinct as mom is saying this is too much, then I'm going to respect it. But ultimately, I didn't want to be apart from you all. I didn't know how to express that explicitly at first. Because I didn't want to create an emotional obstacle for you to have to resolve Mm. if you truly thought that it was best for y'all to be here. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is exactly my path of thinking. I appreciate that. But yes, Kariga is right. We're still kind of creating a schedule for her here, Mm -hmm. you know, and anytime we're not in our home environment, 
it is a bit different. New things arise. Yeah. Just even to Sacramento, like mm-hmm. her sleeping is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew like, okay, traveling a further distance, it's going to be different. <laughs> I respect that. So this is how it go. It is the morning that I am set to fly out later in that evening. It's a gym day. So I get up. I go with Felicia and Kamali to the gym. Felicia starts her workout. I take Kamali on a walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I come back and do my workout. And then we leave, grab something. We usually probably grab uh, coffee You know, I got to get my coffee. Yeah, she needs a coffee after. <laughs> and I'm home now. And it's about, you know, time for me to pack and go. And I say, hey, I'm really not trying to do this without y'all. And she says, we don't want you to go without us. We want to go too. <laughs> On the day of my travel. Yep. That's how it went. I learned that they want to go too. So what does dad do? He changes his travel plans. He leaves a day later. Well, first he asked, you think we can make it? All of us, right? To that first flight, his initial flight, because he was going to get us on his flight that he had that day. We knew it wasn't going to happen. Actually, (laughs) here's what happened. We moved the flight to the next day. And even that was too early. So we had to move it. But we didn't find that out till 11 o'clock at night. And you were like, all right, look, we're going to push it back back even further. What we saw was... A travel plan, a travel plan change, and another travel plan change just to get out the door. Yeah. Just to get out the door as a family. Now, and if you've been following our story, you know that the last two dates Kariga and I had, we were about an hour late. One of them was here at our home in the backyard. So you can only imagine like trying to put things together for an extended stay somewhere else. What does that even look like? So here's what it actually ended up looking like. (laughs) Felicia was so... Thorough, Felicia disassembles the activity gym and packs it in a suitcase so she can at least create some level of systems and repetition Mm -hmm. for her. Along with her tummy time mat. Tummy time mat. We are headed to L.A. to go record. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned before, we on the flight, the stroller through the airport, trying to figure out how to do that. Trying to figure out like, where y'all want me to put this stroller? Wait, you told me to put it through the x-ray belt. Bro, you can't see that this is not going to fit on the x-ray belt. I can carry her out. Right. Right. But all these things, like, we needed this practice. Remember with the the boarding passes? First, I didn't know that I needed that piece of paper. But then the lady stopped us at TSA and told us, no, you need a piece of paper. So we went back to the lady that checked our luggage and she told us to go to the kiosk to get the piece of paper. So I told you when I got to the kiosk, I said, Rika, I did this already and it only gave me a pass for me. And then it happened again. Right. And then we go back to the TSA and I'm look. She lets us through, but she didn't really look at the paper. And then we get up to the guy that's about to check us. And I'm like, Rika, I don't have the one with her name on. On it. And Riga had to run all the way back to the kiosk to go get the one with her actual name after having already went back to go talk to the lady. And it was just a bunch of back and forth. But we needed the experience. Just so everybody knows, the reason why we go to the gym isn't like no. to be fit on a beach. We do it for traveling. Yes. You got to be so fit to travel because you, you got to run. able to sprint yes. to you, catch your flight you just never, in case. You never that's know the only time I ever use sprinting. And that's added weight, right? <laughs> so all my whole functional workout is based around running to flights. Yeah, it's about catching your flight. But it wasn't going to be no running with Kamali. So <laughs> how do you plan to travel differently? Yeah. I nursed her while we were taxiing to try to help her with her ear popping. And she went to sleep. Yeah. What's funny is the day prior, Kamali did not have a poo. And I was waiting on her to have this poo that whole day. And then the day of the trip, I was waiting all day for her to have this poo. Mm-hmm. Y'all, when she have her poo? On, on the, the flight. <laughs> Just like I told her mama the night before. I said, you keep asking for it. It's going to happen 
on the flight. Uh, and I, it wasn't a jinx. It was just like, nah, she going to use it. She woke up from that nap and was in Kariga's arms, looking around, trying to see what was going on. And Kariga says, Fee, I think this is it. He oh, yeah. felt the vibration in the palm of his hand. But yep. what informed him that this was serious was the pressing of her stomach up against his. <laughs> you get what you get what she's saying. I got her little booty in my left hand. I'm patting her back with my right hand and she's up on my chest. And I feel the first one in my left hand. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Right, because she's been doing that. Like yeah. she's been passing gas. Yeah. She just didn't pass the poo. When I felt her stomach tighten and was pushing on my stomach, like pulsating, I said, oh, no. I said, Felicia, it's for real. We cannot have a blowout on this plane. So I said to Riga, I was like, yo, she's just going to have to wait. Like, it's not, you know, we, we finna land soon. Like, we, we was halfway through the flight. And Kariga looked at me like, she can't wait. And then Kamali looked at me with those raised eyebrows like Kariga. It's serious. When the eyebrows go up, it's serious. <laughs> so we together as a family walked to the bathroom on the plane. I went, but I couldn't fit. And like, and change her, which is cool. I went in. I had one of those little pee pads, little extra pee pads to put down, and then her actual diaper pad and an actual towel. I feel like I was very well prepared if I should have to change her in a public space. So, and I appreciate you being so up on game. So, y'all hear a lot about the <laughs> pairing to travel with Kamali. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you know our family consists of Kamali and Kamayu. That's right. Our angel daughter, our firstborn, who is a member of our family, who is with us right now as the candle burns. Often you might see us in photos. It looks like a candle we're holding with a gold base, but that is in fact Kamayu's urn. And we have it with a candle holder. I'm so happy we have it this way. I remember the heartbreak of trying to find an urn. And I remember consulting with another angel father. Wow, really? Yes. This came from the boat rights, that idea. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't know that. Of trying to find a different way to commemorate. So it needed reference, right? Context, we burn this candle and we have this urn and it's with us almost everywhere we go, except through TSA. It requires another round of paperwork that we can produce, but the challenge of traveling with a newborn and trying to figure out how to get an urn through TSA in this global climate. Mm-hmm. was a lot to consider. So it was a very unique travel plan. And in many cases, you, if everybody can't make it on a trip or if somebody has plans here and the family goes somewhere, the child would often go with a family member, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in our instance, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was the night before travel and I called Auntie Lala. Mm-hmm. So y'all would know Lauren through our life. Soul development for sure. Yep, but she also wrote Baby Bailey Girl. There you go. So this is the very person who first put words to Kamayu. The very first person to fill her in song. I asked her if she could watch Kamayu while we were out of town. And she said, Reeg, I'll be honored. And I took Kamayu and enough candles over to Auntie Lala. And they had a wonderful time together. (laughs) And we didn't get to talk it out in full when I went to go pick her up. But it was so fascinating because when I went to go pick her up when we landed, I got there as soon as her candle was going out. Wow. I don't blow out her candle. And I got there in time to see the candle burning and in time to see it going out. Wow. This is what our travel plans look like with a newborn, with an angel child, whom is a part of our daily function, our life in our urn. And it starts to make so much more beautiful sense to me. There was this necessary bonding time that through conversation 
how close Lauren is to Kamayu. I mean, we know this. The listeners may not understand, but in her home, she still has her program up at her studio. Mm-hmm. She talks about her all the time. Mm-hmm. And she said when she got the call, the honor and the stillness that it created for her and the things that she was able to express and say and feel made me feel really good, actually, mm. that there was that type of balance. It made me feel really good, Riga, that you asked if that was OK. Right. Because as I was packing and getting Kamali ready, getting myself ready, present with me was this feeling, very familiar feeling that I've had once before from traveling to D.C. in 2020. Mm hmm before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it was this, how do I travel with Kamayu without her physical belongings? I knew that we were not going to bring the urn and I wasn't exactly comfortable, even though I know that that's just her remains. I wasn't exactly comfortable with leaving that here, her here, you know, with her candles, like how am I going to keep her present yeah. with us? Mm-hmm. Right. And the thought that you gave to say, okay, how do you feel about having her with Lauren? And I'm like, that's the perfect person. That's the perfect person because I know that Lauren is going to honor her. Mm -hmm. And I know that she's going to light her candle and Kamayu will be present in that space. Absolutely. Kamayu is so amazing that she's able to be present there and also with us. And it took some reflection for me to understand in what ways how, right? Mm -hmm. We had a wonderful, beautiful trip. I really appreciate just the practice of traveling with Kamali because Lord knows I needed it. We all needed it. (laughs) I know we did an amazing job, but I didn't pack her bag. You did an amazing job. You did an amazing (laughs) job at getting us ready. Thank you. For the road and to travel as a family. I also recall what it felt like in one of the cases, I was blessed to have Kamali and Felicia come to one of the studio sessions (laughs) for me to be creating music again who i am i am different than i was before i'm that person and more yeah but it's the stories i tell the experiences that i've lived it was very surreal recording this project with my daughter present in this way Mm -hmm. as i reflect on the journey that got me here as i reflect on the loss the pain Mm -hmm. the reframe Mm -hmm. the slow days the still days before me Rest in your arms is the very thing I prayed for, that I would get to experience the joy of holding my daughter and watching her grow. So, yes, it was necessary for us to start practicing traveling as a family. But I just want to say that there was a an added value of beauty for me in being able to record this project with you all <laughs> present. Yeah. Something so special. And I was afraid to really let anybody know I was in town mm-hmm. because my Priority was this recording, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it takes a space to record. It takes a space to honor that. So I came in. You know, it's real when you fly into Burbank, right? You don't got plans of being all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Something real slight. I was working in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So the proximity loop was really small, right? Mm -hmm. We only commuted about seven minutes uh, to the studio and the hotel. And the hotel was three minutes from the airport. So it was a very small circuit we were in. Felicia got in contact with one of our friends, Mylin, <laughs> yeah. and scheduled a dinner. All right. I'm with that. These are people who have had the courage to hold space for our grief mm-hmm. in such a beautiful way, who have not yet met Kamali. Mm-hmm. And they stayed with us in our grief with so much grace. Mm-hmm. They were graceful and covering and generous. So it was an honor 
to spend time with them. But then there were a few other friends, and we talk about this in previous episodes of the people who came to be by our side. They didn't budge in the grief. They didn't even come to offer advice. They came to be present. They found out I was in town and they pulled up <laughs> to the dinner. Mm-hmm. And then another friend from undergrad pulled up to the dinner. So it ended up being this Hampton family reunion, mm-hmm. not of just any merit, of people who knew how to be present with our grief. So it felt so good to not have to pretend to just all of a sudden, I'm happy now because here's my baby. You understand my road here. Mm. You understand who my family is. You understand who Kamayu is. You understand why we have this joy for Kamali. It's not just about, you know, I want you to see my baby. Right. Respectfully, that's actually not what I want. Mm-mm. Right. I want to keep my baby safe and mm-hmm. covered mm-hmm. and well. Mm-hmm. But there's just this special love about the people who know how to be present with you, who knew how to serve before they advise. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had a wonderful time together. What also came up before this trip and during this trip, because we had therapy, therapy helped us get ready for travel because it was our first time articulating to each other that we didn't want to be apart yet. And I didn't think that music was a reason for me to have to be apart from them. I felt like music is a way for all of us to be together. Hmm. It doesn't require me to be away from you all. Mm-hmm. Not the way we make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the way we live it. You can be present. Mm-hmm. So that was profound to me. And then a number of times on the trip, Felicia and I just talk about what it feels like to travel together after we take a hundred pictures of Kamali. <laughs> like there's not one picture in my phone that I've ever taken of Kamali that I haven't thought about Kamali. Because you have to understand that for me, seeing my daughter grow was the very thing I desired. And Kamali doesn't come out of nowhere. Kamali was the beginning. So mm. she's always here. And when I'm just loving her and, and seeing her, Felicia and I, we talk about that. Man, that right there, that statement I have to rehearse that knowing. Kamayu is the beginning of it all. In traveling, I have to remember that, that mm-hmm. she's the beginning of it all. Because here I am, I'm in a space, I'm in a new space, right? And when you see me with Kamali, you may not know that there is Kamayu. Yep. And sometimes that bothers me, right? That's one of the things for me that I want to try and like my life work. I want people to, when they see me, that they know that Kamayu is mine and that I'm her mother. And I'm also Kamali's mother, right? Even though you can't see Kamali, she's present with me. But like I said, it requires me to rehearse that knowing. And this trip was another example of days of challenge where I have to surrender to it. The days of challenge (laughs) create the practice. Yeah. We were at one of our favorite places to eat. Shout out to the griddle. For them pancakes, boy. So we had the griddle and there's a family table to the right of us. Kamali makes an appearance, you know, blanket comes off. They... (laughs) They say she's so pretty and we say thank you and we continue. And when they're getting up, one of the gentlemen from the table says, this is your first Father's Day. Without missing a word. Yeah. Told him, no, in fact, we have a daughter in heaven as well. She came to us first. Mm -hmm. And this is my second child. But first Father's Day this way. Mm -hmm. And he, who did not expect that answer, engaged. Right. Yeah. He said, wow. I don't remember his exact terms, but I can remember his body language. He didn't get uncomfortable. He didn't look away. Mm. He stood in it mm-hmm. and made sincere yeah. eye contact. And I thought that was such an amazing growth moment yeah. for myself and potentially for him. But for me to be able to express it so clearly is a part of my rehearsing, is a part of my knowing. 
it's taken time to even be comfortable with doing that. And I remember one of the first times doing that. And I asked myself after, like, why did I express my truth to that person? Right. And it's because it's my truth. It's our truth. But what we also know from community is that it's many other people's truth who feel like it may be more convenient to just not make the moment what people think is awkward. That's not awkward. That's growth. That's humanity. We have capacity to process that. We have capacity to hold it and understand it. And perhaps each time one of us tells our truth and makes room for somebody else in the world. Yeah. Right. And maybe if he ever were to hear that again. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's worth saying because it's our truth. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences of traveling and traveling with a newborn and an angel child in heart. We had to go to the bank. <laughs> we go to the bank. Kamali's inside. We're going through paperwork, trying to get things done. And Felicia leaves her phone inside the bank. But no, even before that, like we're rushing to the bank. And as we're standing in line and the greeter comes up to us, right, while we're in line. And she sees Kamali's toes because we got her covered up. And she's like, oh, I just love babies. And she's like, I just want to, you know. But she doesn't, you know, reach out and touch. And then we go to the teller and as quickly as we went in, we are quickly leaving, right? Because we're trying to get back to the studio before we take off. And as we walk out, the greeter comes out and, excuse me, you left your phone. And she says, when I saw the face of it, I knew that must be her. And I knew that that was your phone. Now, the face on my phone is of Kamayu. But it was such a sweet moment for me because she doesn't know, right? She doesn't know that Kamayu is not physically with us but she knew that kamayu was with us mm -hmm. right and it affirmed for me what your sister said to me those two years ago that kamayu can never be forgotten she's the beginning of it all and to me that experience is evidence of that saying and that truth and she showed up in so many different ways like for me traveling like i said it brings up like how am i going to keep kamayu present and what ways am I going to engage with her outside of the norms of our home? The most that we've done as far as traveling in this pandemic has gone to Sacramento, right? So we've only gone to see family and in our family's homes are pictures. So every time we go and visit a family member, I don't feel like I've left Kamayu anywhere. I know that Kamayu is present with our family. But when it's not our family, when we're leaving outside of our loved ones, mm -hmm. then it becomes for me, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And also I start to feel like even like the weight of guilt if I'm not able to do it. Mm -hmm. And how am I going to mother her in this way? So beautifully, when we came back, I was able to take the time to reflect on it. And that phrase came up for me. Come on, you can never be forgotten. She's the beginning mm -hmm. of it all. And as I started to reflect, I realized, oh man, like she showed up for me. She showed up for me on the phone, right, with the bank, she showed yeah. up for me and my loved ones that Lacey reached out to me and said that she felt Kamayu and something that she saw and texted me about it, right? So she brought her up to me. She was with me even in Target. Like <laughs> when I'm in Target with Kamali, all in one vicinity, I see these things that reminded me of Kamayu and then confirmed for me, I saw a little onesie that said little sister. And I picked that joan up. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I, I picked it up for Kamali. But also... Even the dinner that we had. Yeah. Everybody showed up for that dinner because of Kamayu. Absolutely. Absolutely. It wasn't a new infatuation. Exactly. Right? It was in honor of the family unit mm -hmm. and our journey there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be it Target or the bank 
or the loved ones at the dinner or even John, my engineer, who made room for me actively parent to actively father Kamali while recording. He understands how important that is for me to be connected to the origin, why I tell this story. So there was grace made all around and provision made all around. And when we were leaving, there was a sense of purpose in the travel. We learned so Mm -hmm. much about Kamayu and Kamali. When that ordeal happened in the bank, that was just so clear for us that, I mean, one, just losing your phone is difficult. Losing your phone on the day you're traveling is even more challenging (laughs) because it has so much of your information. And the fact that it was Kamayu's picture on the phone why she was able to come out and confirm it was you. That to me would just let me know that, oh, when I have Angel Baby, they are with me always. Yep. Just like when we travel to DC, right? And you look down at your shirt and yeah. <laughs> she's with you always. She so it's a reminder that she's with us always and that love is the greatest passport. Mm. But it was a joy to travel with my family. It was a joy to make this meaningful album and create this music about our lived experiences, right? And when we were heading back to the airport, one thing we did differently based on our experiences, Felicia wore Kamali in... Oh, my carrier? Yes, like the crossbody carrier. Well, we pushed her through and we made it all the way to the gate in her stroller. But once she started to get a bit antsy and started to vocalize that, hey, I don't want to be in the stroller anymore, I decided, okay, well, I already have my carrier on and I'll just put her in, in my carrier on my person. And that proved to work very well. She ended up going to sleep and she slept the whole way through on the way back. And got more compliments. And got more compliments. (laughs) But really and truly, we really appreciate the opportunity to reflect this way because in our findings, there's so much for us as well. So we hope that this helps you to love more abundantly, helps you to see and frame how love holds it all, how love is truly the greatest passport. And I'm looking for another affirmation that can close us out. Based on this conversation today, we've read this one before, but it's on page 60 and it says, (laughs) be patient with yourself. It takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture. Mm. Be Be patient patient with with yourself. yourself. (laughs) It takes time and deep breathing to see the bigger picture. To all my parents traveling with young children, newborns. Yes, please be patient with yourself. And if you have it in you, I hope you can extend that grace to your partner, that patience to your partner and the child or children, because everyone can read and feel stress even when no one says it. It's actually the practice of the deep breathing and the grace that helps us get through it. So shout out to all the parents I saw in the airport (laughs) trying to figure it out. And shout out to anybody who has travel coming up. I, I wish you a safe travel until we cross paths again. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia and Kamali. Be sure to engage. Give us your questions. Leave us a review. Follow. Share it with a friend. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Yes. Produced by Crystal Hill. Uh-huh. And edited by Masu uh-huh. McLemore. Massive love. Peace. May we all love more abundantly.